Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast where a group of friends do life together. We'll discuss it all from burpees to barbecue to baby wigs and everything in between, all while honoring the Lord and filling our lives with lots of laughs. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast today. Um, We are so excited to have you here. You can follow us on Instagram at heyyall underscore the podcast, or you can follow us on any, um, I guess, podcast platforms. You've got Spotify, Apple Music, um, our Apple podcast. Um, What other ones are there? Google? Google, Amazon. All of them. So any of them, you can, sorry, Annie's (laughs) moving around. Um, You can can follow us on any of those. And please like and share um, when something touches you, I guess, so that we can spread the word on our little podcast. We'd love to have more people at our table. So, And give us a five-star review. Yeah, five-star review for sure, because obviously we are five-stars. <laughs> five out of five. Okay, what's the yummies, y'all? Okay, this was suggested by a um, almost a fan, a friend <laughs> of um, Meg and I, and um, the, in my opinion, the best librarian um, that we've had at OG, Becky Sanders. Hey, hey girl. Yes. Um, she suggested that we do bold peanuts because that's such a southern thing. Um, and we were laughing about it. Um, while we were before we got started that you know the best bull peanuts come from the sketchy guy at the gas station that puts them just like in a paper bag or like baseball they remind me yes. so much of baseball um i just i love bull peanuts they're my favorite way to eat a peanut they're just messy they are messy. you get all sticky yeah you got to be willing to go all in yeah <laughs> it's, it's an adventure it is yeah it's not a date food <laughs> unless you know them very well I don't go on dates, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely what I want it. So if you've never had bull peanuts, uh, we we highly suggest them. They are delicious. Well, hey, y'all. In this episode, we are going to be talking about waiting on God and why it's important to trust His timing more so than our own. Yes. Um, If you know me well, you know this suggestion came from me. Um, because waiting is such a part of my story and testimony and truthfully just struggle. The Lord has, um, been trying to teach me to wait since the day that I decided I should be born, um, a month and a half early. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of been something he's been working to undo in my little head, um, ever since. But, you know, as we, and we're, we're kind of going to talk about like how, different ways of waiting or different like areas that you have to wait in because we all have seasons of waiting I think um if not congratulations you have a different life um but I always think when I think of waiting I think of Sarah and Abraham because I think I relate to it so much of especially on Sarah's part you so desperately want something um and maybe God has given you a promise or desire but you're not willing to wait on his timing. And because of that, what could have been a blessing becomes, I mean, essentially a curse in some ways. Um, Yes, the Lord redeems it, which you see in the story of Sarah and Abraham, but um, it's still that that hard, you know, just human nature of wanting, I I want it now. I'm, I'm tired of waiting. I, you know, I hurt over it. Um, And something that I heard, um, you know, like one, Obviously, in waiting, and we'll talk about this, seasons of waiting are seasons of preparation a lot of times, and we'll kind of talk about how that plays out, and I think 
when you view it more as that, that's a healthier perspective. Um, instead of just the Lord's not giving me what I want. It's no, there, there's a purpose behind this. But I heard somebody say, and this has kind of been burned in my brain and why I just, I view the story of Sarah and Abraham differently now, that when Abraham finally got this blessing, right? And like he, he um, has his son Isaac and then all of a sudden the Lord tells him to go sacrifice Isaac. Um, as you're, I mean, that, that had to feel like, you know, not necessarily waiting, but this idea of as he is walking up the mountain with Isaac, the ram was going up the other side. Um, there's always a purpose and plan happening. Even if you can't see it and it doesn't feel like it, the Lord is working. Um, and I think that as we get into just talking about waiting in different seasons and different areas, we'll kind of... Um, kind of get into that that idea of the Lord's always working in the background, even if you don't see it. Um, so let's first talk about waiting and work. So what is your like thought process of waiting and work? Because I have some like questions, but I kind of like, do you feel like you have to wait and work? Do you feel like, you know, there are seasons of you almost feel like you're in a rut, kind of? Um, as far as in work, in my new position, which I've just had since October, I don't feel like that at all. I feel like my previous one mm -hmm. where it was such a, a hard thing to try to get new ideas to be expressed or try mm -hmm. to get people on board with new policies mm -hmm. or procedures, it was such a, a trial to get all mm -hmm. that done. And now I know it was all of that was in preparation for this job right. where it's like, oh, yes, what other ideas do you have? So right. all of that getting preparing and trying and all of those aspects helped me with this one over here in this position. And it is just one of those things, like you just said, like while we're waiting, God is working. He's mm -hmm. helping us work through what we need. And literally just in the workplace, it's so different and it's just wonderful. Yeah. And I think... I know, at least for me, sometimes having those frustrating seasons mm -hmm. make me appreciate the blessing seasons more than I would have, right. uh, because I can look back and be like, "Oh yes, this is this is definitely a blessing. This is that I like." I mean, I've I've said it, and I probably have it written somewhere, but um, I remember when I prayed for these things. Like that is such a good perspective I think to have we sometimes have the tendency and we talked about this in our prayer episode of forgetting where God has blessed us mm -hmm. um, I know I do and so yeah having that to look back on um, I heard a podcast I think it was actually this week maybe last week um, just talking about resiliency and how um, they were they felt like that is really becoming a theme right now but you know, to be resilient is um, kind of do like an object that's under a lot of pressure, and then the resiliency of it is that it bounces back. Um, and so, a lot of times, like there are seasons, like you're talking about it, where you know, mm -hmm. like that last job might have been that season of adversity or that season of like crushing, you know, whereas then you, the next season is kind of you bounce back, you know, and you bounce back stronger. But, um, I think a lot, I think it just, it's going to, that concept is going to touch on like mm -hmm. every area that we talk mm -hmm. about just in general, the waiting, but the resiliency, like you cannot, you can't wait well or anything like that unless you are comfortable knowing that there is going to be periods of adversity. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
that's the whole point in like strength training or yeah, like exercising or whatever. You know, you push yourself to those limits, which is technically adversity within your body and to your systems. And it's like breaking down muscles at that time so that they can then grow stronger the next time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, at, as they um, recover or whatever. So um, I think waiting well and work um, it's kind of like you're talking about, you know, there will be periods Mm -hmm. and you have to have that perspective enough to know and to be able to just like take stock Mm -hmm. in your work. Um, like I had a conversation this week with, um, my boss, but like we work really closely as a team that my job, our jobs can be very tough. Um, and at the end of the day, like you want to complain a lot about like what happens, but when I take stock of my job, I realize like there's nowhere else I would rather be. Mm-hmm. But there are some times when you take stock of your job that you realize this is not where I need to right. be, or like I do need to pursue something else, or I do need to. So I think it's in, in work. I think it's important to frequently like take an inventory of like where you're at and what's mm-hmm. going on and what what's important and things like that. Um, I had a season, I'm trying to think, I guess it was six years ago or so, where um, I decided I could not do teaching anymore. We had had very challenging year and very, um, challenging situations personally within that year just some lot of frustration and so I decided you know my my background is not in teaching originally my backgrounds in business and public relations and so I was just gonna go get a different job and um there was a job that I was kind of almost in a weird way like guaranteed by by these people and um, I had interviewed for it and like I felt like I was just in this season of waiting to get out like that was in my mind I was just like make it through so you can get out and you're gonna move on and you're not gonna have to do this anymore and um it was actually at the uh play we I interviewed the day we did the um trap play that year and um I remember sitting backstage that night after doing the interview and everything and kind of having the conviction of you keep saying you're waiting for this, but like almost this isn't a season of waiting. You're ignoring your purpose. Like I have called you to this. You are choosing to wait on something that is, isn't coming because that's not your purpose. Um, and I think sometimes within, you know, when we're frustrated or we have those, you know, tough seasons, we almost look at it as that, like, oh, I'm waiting, but why? Like, there's biblical waiting, and then there's waiting on something. Like, I would like to say I'm waiting for a million dollars, but it's never going to show up, you know? I mean, like, so I think that's something kind of like you were saying with the evaluation on both sides. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. That was just something I was really convicted of within work of, like, I thought I was waiting for something. In reality, I was ignoring what God was telling me to do. I wasn't being obedient. Um, and I was using it as a, I guess, an excuse to yeah. not I be think happy. That, <laughs> and I think that's that's kind of what I'm saying, like, taking the inventory. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times, like, 
you can have really bad days, but yeah. you know, like really overall, it it, it adds up okay. For some people, and for some people, like, yeah, it is changed. a season, just like yeah. Brittany's, it's exactly. a season of, like, moving you into mm-hmm. actually where you're supposed to be, um, and both are very important to realize, mm-hmm. like, and recognize, and recognize yeah. you know, that, like, where you're at with that or whatever, yeah. but um, I see it a lot, I guess, just in healthcare right now because of just how transparent healthcare is, like, mm-hmm. after the pandemic and, like, the frustrations are just, I mean, everything is just, like, so evident, you know, that, and there's so many people that are, like, coming and going, and it is kind of like, well, I'm just sitting here working out my notice till I right. can go get a better job, and yeah. I won't have to work weekends and holidays and stuff like that, you know, and, like, I had somebody tell me, you know, I'm just, I just can't deal with all this stuff, you know, or, or, or things like that, and it's kind of like, you have to remember, too, that, like, work was meant to be hard, you know. Mm-hmm. It it was not a thing until sin entered the yeah, world. Right. And so, like, it is a punishment on humanity. Yeah, right. um, and so it, I count it, like, all joy to even know that we can have joy in our yeah. workplace and that you can find purpose in, in a place of work because, like, that's... I mean, that's what it was before Adam and Eve. Yeah, 12 versus tending. I yeah, mean, that, yeah. And so, that changed. But, they're, like, you're going to toll. Yeah. And work is hard. You're going you're gonna to toll wherever <laughs> you are. So. Yeah, work is meant to be hard. Yeah. And it is meant to be, it is meant to have some adversity, you know, from time to time. But And you were dealing with flawed people just like yeah. you. Well, that's where finding your purpose within uh-huh, work exactly. helps. Like, I'm coming out of a season, especially with coaching workouts, where I had taken it upon myself to be my purpose and everybody else's purpose there, and it just got to where it weighed on me, and I had to kind of step back. That was part of my word of the year, is stepping back and, like, looking like, okay, and I think you said it one time, like, if you're doing Mm -hmm. everything and you're only giving 10% to everything, then you're not really Mm -hmm. fulfilling your purpose, Mm -hmm. and I've had to, you know, take a step back and realize, like, it's not my job to carry everything on my shoulders right. at certain places. And I think sometimes I feel like that at, at school too, yeah. is I'm like, Oh, well I've got to make this fun and this and that. And it, but that's not, that's not my job to do that. Right. Like it's, you have to find your purpose within, um, I guess what you're called to do at work and then really do that well. Um, and that, that makes it, better and easier to to function through Mm -hmm. and kind of like we talked about i guess it was the last episode um with just knowing our purpose within work and knowing that we're working for the lord and not for man that's a huge thing i have to remind myself i think you said that christy last Mm -hmm. week and then um just i don't know just finding your purpose within work so that you're able to to look at your strengths and use what the lord has given you to make work better you know and you don't have to wait for something better to come along because you feel I guess content in that knowing that you're serving your purpose and doing what the Lord has called you to do in that time but I don't know just trying to be joyful within something that's not like you said it's a punishment but trying to be joyful within that because you know we are called to to be joyful and we are called to to work with our purpose and use our gifts mm-hmm. with, with everything. So, and that, that helps, you know, if you're being true to yourself, 
within work, you know, it makes it, I don't know, easier. If you're not trying to step outside and be something different, right. you know, yeah. I can't use the gifts that Christy has because I don't have them, right? Like, I, I just don't. I don't have the same gifts as Bailey. So if I'm trying to be, you know, like somebody else at work, I'm not going to be fulfilled. Right. But if I'm using the gifts the Lord has given me, then I am fulfilled and I do have that purpose within work. So. Well, and it's just like Brittany staying true to herself. Like, right. even when she wasn't in, you weren't in the right spot mm-hmm. the last time. Like, you just continued to uh-huh. voice your opinions, what you know, like, mm-hmm. and do that. And then because you stayed true to yourself and you waited well mm-hmm. through that season, and, I mean, you had to have a job, you, right. you know, like, it was a job, it was a good good enough place mm-hmm. to be, you know, stuff like that, but you stayed true to yourself right. during that period. Now you're seeing the fruits of that, yes. you know, and the blessings from that. So, and, I mean, I think that that's, even important for people who think that they are in their right. their right spot yeah. at the time, like to continue to stay true to yourself. Because again, at any point, you can take an inventory of things and go, okay, now this isn't right, right. for me in this season. Right. And if you've not been true to yourself, you're you're going to miss the mark the ne- on the next. Very true. You know, thing. Yeah. And just being within His will, you know, yeah. like yeah. including. The Lord in those conversations, yeah, which important. sometimes, you know, sometimes I I'm guilty of. Well, I, I can do this. I have time. I'll just add this. I, I love doing this, and you know, but that's maybe not, you know. And you, if you're not in His will, you'll figure it out yeah. real quick. Like that, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not a bad thing, you know, right. it's just not, yeah. you know. So it's the whole Martha versus Mary yes. we talk about all the time. Yes, it is. There's a reason we relate to Martha so much because well, I get it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, and I like, and I think this will filter down through the rest of what we talk about, what Christy said of waiting well. Yeah. Um, which, with my word of the year expectation, that was kind of my conviction of I wasn't waiting well. I was waiting with the attitude of a toddler who yeah. was not getting their way. Um, and I think that heart attitude one filters down to just make you more joyful but also reflects to others um and waiting well includes not taking it in your own hands yeah like you know two people we know in the bible (laughs) who accidentally did that but like you know what i mean like instead of like oh well obviously the lord has forgotten so let me just handle it the best way i know how (laughs) you know like that's not. But that, like, how often have either. we done that? Oh yeah, all the time. Because I have a list. Well, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah this morning. Well, I have a list of stuff I have messed up yeah. taking into my own hands. So yeah, waiting well includes that too. Yeah. Um, I had found this quote that was, "If we learn to enjoy the waiting, we don't have to wait to enjoy." Oh, oh right? I like that. It's really that, good. I know, it was in my camera roll. Yeah. <laughs> That's really. That nice. is. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, we've almost been, and I think especially the topic we're rolling into, which I know doesn't apply to everybody, is like with like love or relationships. Because, I mean, we are four single women on a podcast. That is a discussion, the waiting. But I think we've almost been told, especially by society, that while we are waiting, we should be unhappy. Mm-hmm. And we should be miserable. And we should be lonely. And we talked about that in our singleness episode and that's not true. Like, we're super fulfilled, um, mm-hmm. at least the four of us I know are. And that doesn't negate the desires that we have. But I, I, I feel it would be sinful to wait with a 
you know, I've been convicted of it, but bitterness. to wait with a bitterness, yeah, or uh, just I'm not going to be happy, I'm not going to enjoy life until I get what I want, but like, truthfully, and I think, and I have this as a thing, like, don't waste your waiting under the concept of like relationships and like um, love or what, however you wish to look at, um, of, you know, maybe that's why you're waiting, because you're so bitter. I remember, and I've told this story, I think in Sunday School, I haven't told it here, and I definitely wasn't planning on telling it now, but it popped in my mind, so here we are. Um, I remember, oh gosh, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that, um, being at church and seeing um, a guy that I knew was like a godly guy, he was involved in church, he was, you know, attractive, whatever, and kind of having a conversation with God of like, well, why can't I have somebody like that, you know? And very clearly, I remember just on my heart the answer of, um, because you don't, like, he doesn't deserve you. And in the past, that had been a very, I'm saving you for, but this was a convicting because he doesn't deserve to be stuck with someone like you. Because my heart attitude was so bitter and so just, I dug my feet into the ground because I felt like I had done what I was supposed to do and I wasn't getting any of the blessings. I'd asked the desires to be taken away and he hadn't taken them away. And like, I just, I was not in the right space. And so it became less bitter, more glitter was like my little tagline of no. I mean, if you're saying you're wanting this, you know, godly driven man, he's not going to want someone that has your attitude. Like, and I was not using my waiting season to become healthy and who I needed to be. So that is kind of what I did for what I'm doing um, from then on. Because I mean, I was convicted. I wasn't using my waiting well. I was using it very, very poorly and I wasn't being obedient and I wasn't being a good reflection. And that can be with anything. That doesn't just have to be with a relationship. But that, I was so convicted. Like, I remember the date I have it saved in my <laughs> calendar of, like, the Lord got a hold of me. And, yeah, I mean, you can have joy in the waiting. And you can be absolutely just homesick to find somebody and still have joy in the waiting. Because ultimately, your joy is from God and not from your circumstances. And we've been told that's not true. Well, and if you're living in the waiting in a bitter, miserable, like if you can't see any good in mm -hmm. anything, like how sad for you. Right. Like that's such a sad way mm -hmm. to go through life. I mean, I think we all go through lonely periods mm -hmm. or we all go through like seasons of, man, I wish this was different. But there's also so much good and like how... How sad to live such a bitter life, yeah. you know. But some people get so stuck in that that they can't see anything outside of that, which yeah. is sad. And I think you have to be super intentional, which was my word last year, um, and something that I became very cognizant of in, like, who who is feeding into you? Because I know, like, with the singleness thing, there was a time where a lot of the women that I was around and Meg was part of this group so she can attest this all it was was negative talk about being single can't find it like and it just if that's all you focus on that just brings you down it's exhausting like my world is so much bigger yeah. than that i'm single yeah like, i got a lot going on i don't 
I'm even I really busy. like I'm sorry that's the only thing you've noticed about right. me, but Lord have mercy. Yeah. Are you well, missing that's the it? other thing with like societal <laughs> norms. That is what people notice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. it is. And it it's is. like, dude, like there's But a you lot can get bitter or you yeah. can get better. That's exactly. true. Add the glitter. That's what my <laughs> suggestion is. Um, and I'll say, and this is I know more of a because I'm a nerd, um, in in this sense, but like the question of are you being prepared for what you prayed for so i know for example right now well i've been walking through a season of i know the lord's preparing me because there were you know emotional things that had to be dealt with there were health things that had to be dealt with but also i mean like silly things if you um have been on our blog you know i don't know three years ago or so i fell down a rabbit hole i read one book on like relationship like christian relationship advice that was like basically interviewing men to get their opinion and i was so mesmerized by the way the male mind works that i went out and i probably read six more books for men and women just to understand but like i now have a completely different perspective that will help in communicating the way we talked about the enneagram whether it's your relationship or whether it's a friend's friend like that type of thing like getting healthier within yourself like are you preparing yourself for what you're actually praying for like you keep telling and i think i think i wrote maybe a blog post somewhere about this concept of like how silly would it be for a teenager to get angry that their parents had not bought them a new car when they refused to take driver's ed or practice driving mom's minivan that's stupid you're not ready right but i do the exact same thing to god all the time god says i've laid this desire in your heart you need to prepare for this whether it's work you know some ministry whatever and i'm like no give it i, I want that I'll, I'll deal with it when it gets here that doesn't make sense you know but that's my problem. They're all laughing at me because that's yeah. no. I'm smiling. That's such a great but, analogy. But isn't that true? It's though? so true. And I do it all the time. Um. So maybe ask the not maybe ask the Lord. I'm telling you to ask the Lord. Like, what do I need to learn in this season? Like, why why have I been put in this season? What is my purpose to learn? while I'm here. And that can be for anything, once again, not just relationships, but absolutely anything. And who knows, there may be some something that you learn now and 10 years down the road, you're like, holy cow, that, he prepared me exactly for that. Because that's usually how it happens. Yes, right? that's exactly. A holy cow moment. Yes. yes, things that you would never imagine the Lord needed you to know. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Lord's like, see? And you're like, huh. Um, I love those moments because they're not from you and there's no way it could be from you. Um, any other thoughts on waiting in the relationships? We kind of covered a bunch of that with no, this. We can move on from relationships. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm just sitting over here like, I probably need to take inventory of yeah. that because I'm not really even sure. Yeah. Well, and I'm so passionate about it because it really did revolutionize like my heart attitude to a lot of it yeah um i mean i i guess you know there there's probably a subset of people out there who are kind of like me and are just really not sure not as sure as like you are right. that there is probably going to be a relationship or that is something that just the desire is right. very strong now it's not that i don't have a desire at all for it it's just Right. 
and maybe that and that's kind of what I was sitting over here thinking is like Whereas your waiting is, you know you have the desire and now you are in a period of waiting and preparing yourself for that. I think my waiting in that is that I'm kind of waiting to see if I even really have a strong desire for that. You know, so kind of like on the, the front end of it, as if you look at it as a timeline. And I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, like... I think that's wise. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it would be premature maybe for me to be thinking that I mean yes I should be preparing myself but like I guess I my waiting season as far as relationships go is just talking with God about you know mm-hmm. let's align desires in that area right. you you let me know what our desires right. <laughs> should be on that right. and I think that is something that is okay to pray for that a lot of times people feel like to say, Lord, I desire this. If this isn't from you, take it away. Or if it is from you, make it clear. Cause I don't want to waste time on something that isn't you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, I mean, I guess I'm just kind of saying it just to say like, it is okay to be mid thirties, late thirties. And that be where you're at is that you're not even really sure what part of the waiting you're in with the relationship because society's norms are, yeah. they look at us and say, oh, you're single, clearly, you know. Right. Like, oh, you're very successful. You have all this stuff going on. Clearly, you also want this. And then right. you're sitting there going, I'm just not even going to unpack yeah. that. We all right. yeah. I'm just really not even sure. And the same thing can apply to, like, having children. or oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's just so much, like you said, societal norms of we almost feel like, you're put into a waiting season for something you're not even sure you're waiting for. Right. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's a good you one almost, point. almost like you don't have a choice. You're like, like sheep. They're just being mm-hmm. pushed into right. this. Yeah. This is just where, because your this age is the group, next step. Your mm-hmm. age group yeah. and you're female and right. you're surely, yeah, yeah, surely, yeah. And then I'm over there like, wait, <laughs> I'm supposed to be in the pre-waiting group right. over here to even decide. Well, I mean, some of us, like, I, I did that, and it didn't work, and I'm good. See, like, that's where I am. Uh-huh. I, I did it, and I waited, and I got it, and I am, yeah, like, I'm good without it right now. I just don't want to, I'm not willing at this point to, like, do those things again, mm-hmm. to, like, do, so I'm just like, yeah. whatever, the Lord sent me a puppy uh, that I found, and I'm good, you know, like. And so it's just, you know, I think we're all just at different points of of that. And that's okay. It's like, I right now need to heal before that's even like on the table for me. And the wisdom of knowing that not having something doesn't mean you're in a season of waiting for it. Right. Right. And yes. once again, I don't think that applies to much of anything except for marriage and kids because yeah. of society. Yeah. Um, Especially Southern society. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, if you have not listened to our singleness episode, please go listen to it. It's one of our highest ranked episodes that we've had because apparently it Hashtag hits a lot of... Relatable. Yeah, I was going to say it hits a lot of people in the heart. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that a I was going to say, okay, this one... Um, I think I would have had a different perspective on about six months ago, but waiting in your health and fitness. Um, I know Meg's heart, and I appreciate it because it's been impactful in my life. If you are wanting to get healthy and lose weight or whatever, it's not going to happen tomorrow. Mm-mm. 
And if it does happen in the next month, it's not sustainable or healthy or good. And I think sometimes, once again, we view waiting like if it takes a long time, it must not be good enough or must not be fast enough. Um, in your health, sometimes I feel like you are, you're waiting. Um, I know right now that is definitely something that is um, part of what I'm kind of trying to figure out. Um, I was diagnosed a couple months ago with Hashimoto's disease and potentially other autoimmune issues. We'll find out. I'm going back to the doctor. Um, and part of that for me that I had, God bless my doctor, um, when she was talking to me about this this past time I went and I'm like, you know, I just, the medicine's not working. I, I feel terrible all the time. I don't feel any different. I just want to get that to, to me. <laughs> and I can see the wheels in her head turn and she was like, I know we, we will work to, you know, help you feel better. This is chronic. Like she kept saying, like, this is like, you this do is understand, this is the new normal. Right. And I really, when I was preparing the script for this, I thought, are you waiting for things to change that are not going to change? Because Bailey that had endless energy and did everything humanly possible because she could, that person I don't think is going to exist again. Um, but Bailey, oh. yeah, what do you see, Annie? But, you know, Bailey can be healthy Bailey. Mm -hmm. That may take a while. She kept telling me I had to be patient. And I was like, ma'am, if you knew me, you would know that that is like the dirtiest word you could have ever said to me. Um, but that, you know, is, is the reality of it. Um, so yeah, what about, I know Christy, she's mentioned her health stuff in the past. Um, what, what are y'all's views on just like waiting in your health journey and the seasons of waiting in that? Well, if you're trying to lose weight in a healthy, sustainable way, you're going to wait. Like, yeah. it, that, that's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, it is a waiting game with a weight loss type right. thing, which is not all health. I'm not saying that. Or fitness. I mean, yeah. like. Like, it's it's a waiting. You don't game. use a four-pound weight on Monday and come back and use a 10-pound weight on no, Tuesday. No, like, not how. I mean, you have to be realistic yeah, about what that, I have that down um, as a point. It's a very yep. realistic mindset. Yeah. Um, I think you also have to, it has to be a priority because, like, mm -hmm. you can't do it for a month and yeah. then, or two weeks and be like, well, this didn't work. I'm done. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. not, that's not how it works. It is a... It is something you have to do all the time. Yeah. And whether it's Zumba or walking or running or strength training, it, it has to be an all-the-time thing. Like, it's a, it's a lifestyle thing. Um, you just have to make it a priority. One thing I kind of realized was, like, I'm always going to be tired. I'm probably never 100% going to feel like it. But, like, you just do it anyway. It becomes just a routine, and you just do it anyway. Um but it, it is, and it's a frustrating thing, especially as a woman, especially as a woman, you know, now in her 40s. <laughs> like, it's just different because I feel like I'll, for the most part, do the right things, but then I gain five pounds. And I'm like, what, what in the world? But it's just, it's an ongoing thing. And it's, you have to really realize, like, what you're trying to do. Like, you're not necessarily trying to be a certain way or look a certain way. It's just all about feeling your best yeah. um but I, I mean it's definitely a waiting game i mean it definitely is a you know and i i mean i had to you know get right with the lord about that you know just you know just 
that it is a waiting game and it is something that's going to take a while. And um, but that's what he calls us to do is treat our body the best that we can because you know it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so you know that we're called to do that. So. And what a beautiful, like, tangible picture that waiting is active. Right. Like, waiting is not, and I think we've been told waiting is passive, but you, if you are passive in your fitness journey, right. nothing's going to happen. You're no. going to be waiting until the day you die. Um, and that kind of applies to, you know, everything else, but... You, you have to be yeah, intentional. It's, it's never done. No. Like it's never well, that's, it's a, a journey. done thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a quick trip. It's not a I mean, it is always nope. like you can't eat chicken and broccoli and work out all the time and get to where you want to be and then like all of a sudden be like, okay, I'm good. I made it. Like, let me dash <laughs> my crumble cookies. <coughs> Let's, you know, like. Look at pictures for the last three years. <laughs> that's what I did. You and know, that that work. it's literally like, and yeah. you can't outrun a bad diet, which I'm still learning, because um, you can't. But it, it, it's just, it is. It's an ongoing thing. But you can find joy in it, and you can find joy in the successes you have, and you can build new friendships with people you yeah. never would have met otherwise, you know, at a gym or whatever. So, I don't know. I kind of think, like, health and fitness um, and the waiting in that, because it is a journey and it's not, like, a quick fix, even if you have, like, chronic health issues or you have acute health issues mm -hmm. that you're, like, working through or whatever, I, I feel like it almost can be one of the ways that we most tangibly learn how to wait well mm -hmm. um, because it requires like something that we understand and that's our intentionality behind the choices that we make and do like yes relation like waiting for relationships do too and you're like growing and you're growing in your um, your Christian walk and you know things like that but a lot of times when you're waiting in that fitness and health realm you are actually seeing what your intentions and your actions in that waiting are doing and leading towards. Yeah. And I think it almost teaches you, like, it reminds you, it creates that, like, muscle memory yes. of, like, what it looks like to yes. wait well. Yes. You know, and yeah, so that you then good. can apply it to what it looks like to wait well in relationships or wait well in work or wait right. well, you know, in all of these other areas. Right. Um, and so I, I think it's almost like the most important mm -hmm. area to really kind of wait well in. Um, because a lot of times it is like, there is such a spiritual tie to the physical mm -hmm. in that. I mean, you know, that's why I think that there's um, the fasting in the mm -hmm. Bible and that, you know, you you intentionally have to withhold things from yourself and that brings you closer to God. You know, like things like that. So, um, and I know it's a little bit different than like chronic health issues and things like that. But I mean, even within that, like the things that you've learned recently is, okay, you've, now you have to deal with this chronic health issue, but there are ways that you can be intentional that can decrease flare-ups or mm -hmm. decrease, you know, like, or like cause you to have better days versus right. more, you know, like, so things like that. Um, and that causes you to put down certain things and pick up newer practices, which yeah. is the whole premise of how you wait well. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, you could, 
you know, decide, well, this is just how it is. And if it's chronic, then I'm just gonna, you know, take my medicine and go home and go sleep. I'm not gonna... And you can live life that way, which is how a lot of us live life in other areas of just find this is how, instead of, like you're saying, making those intentional choices. And like, little steps make progress. Yes. And we are such a have-it-your-own-way society, thank you, Burger King, that that does not, you know, we we don't want the little steps. Right. I want to jump ahead, but, you know, I mean, I can think even just, like, looking back over the last six months, like, wow, just, I mean, progress on all kinds of things that, did, that seemed little at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, well, for me, like, with weight loss, like, I, I mean, I've always been the girl that needed to lose weight. I mean, my whole life, same. I've never been thin I've never been like whatever I've just always needed to lose weight and so a lot of my life I can look back on oh I tried this diet and I took this pill or I did you know whatever not pill sorry mom I didn't take pills mom like (laughs) you know what was that pill that was like the fat burner thing I don't know like some plexus or something Uh yes that was it ally Uh and I'm not dogging any of those don't sue me but like I tried everything. I did everything. Mm -hmm. And yes, it would work. But then like when I would go back to whatever, it wasn't until I, the Lord like hit me one day with like, you are dishonoring your body, Mm -hmm. which is a hundred percent what I've told you not to do. Like until I tied it, like you said, to that spiritual, like physical health and spiritual health are so tied together. That is when for me, it became a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that's when I understood it. But I had to go through all those I guess weightings of stuff not working and thinking oh I found it this time and then not you know and until it became that spiritual mindset I, it would it wasn't sustainable for me but yeah I mean it is that is true like having to just tie it all together into that and it is such a good picture of waiting and what I was gonna say is that is such a, I've never thought of it this way like the instant gratification uh-huh. that is Ishmael yes like for a while, like Sarah and Abraham, when Ishmael was born, they didn't go, crap, we messed up. Yeah. They thought it was good until yeah. it became a problem, right? Like, and that's, I mean, that's yeah. exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then whenever you're young in your teens and 20s, you're going to live forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really healthy. And it's when you hit your 30s and 40s and you're like, man, I've got some health problems. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read somewhere that like, if you don't make time for your wellness, mm-hmm. you will be forced to make time for your illness. Yes. And that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a really good thought. Cause like, again, like the older we get, like as you're sitting here working your arm out, this I'm trying to get my stand goal. I'm in a competition with Miss Elaine. She's 91 years old, comes to our workout class and she's worked out her whole life. And she runs circles she, around um, everyone. Challenge me to an Apple watch competition. <laughs> I'm not going to lose Miss Elaine. So. Um, and I think, and this is kind of my last thought unless y'all have something on health, but um, with what Brittany was saying, but also I've come to learn in the last about three months that waiting and rest can actually be a blessing of like, because I've always felt guilty resting. I know part of that is because I'm a two. Part of that is because apparently I'm crazy, but um I've been forced to rest and like for a while I fought it um but then speaking of resting that was Annie (laughs) girlfriend is resting (laughs) she is stretching um but having to rest is actually like having to wait is a blessing 
And like, if I had, say, six months ago, gotten exactly what I wanted six months ago, it would not have been a blessing. Where if I were to get it now, or six months from now, there are things that have been fixed that need to, I needed the waiting period. And I can appreciate that now because of my view of God, like understanding his well, perspective. It, and is that kind of not what the Sabbath is? Yeah. Really? yeah. You know, like technically, and I, there was a period that um, I actually did this pretty regularly, like Sabbath one day a week and like worked really hard did that intention to get everything done and then had one day that like I just enjoyed anything that was restful and mm -hmm. slept or you know things like that but you're waiting for that next new week to begin in that period and you do you've created that muscle memory to kind of wait with that expected hope and just kind of more joy and you know it yeah. creates it creates a whole new perspective for people who are yeah. able to do that. Um, anything else on help? Okay, I'm going to skip, if you're following the script, skip the next one and come back to it because I think it will be a short, good conclusion. So, waiting um, when just any desires, whether it's a ministry, um, buying a house, getting a car, getting a permit, you know, kids, whatever. Um, Amy Carmichael said, and I have this in my phone for years, you can trust him to fulfill the desires he creates. So one are the desires you're waiting for from God. Um, I know, and we've talked about this in our Bible fellowship, I know I have had seasons in the past where I didn't want to ask God if the desires I had were from him because I was afraid he was going to say no. Um, and then that would be simple. So I just didn't ask so that I could simply keep, you know, chasing Desire. after what isn't from him. Um, so I think for me personally, I try to consciously and intentionally run my desires by God anytime where I'm just like, you know, this is on my heart that I want that is it really for me? Because once again, I don't want to waste time with something that's not my purpose, as Meg says, that isn't from, you know, the Lord. Um, what, what about y'all? What What's your thoughts? Say so for me, I can tell when my the desires are not from him because it's just unsettling. That's a Like good, you just have yeah. an unsettling mm -hmm. kind of feeling like it doesn't feel right. And no matter how much you want it to be the desire, mm -hmm. like if it just doesn't quite feel, that's how I know yeah. for me personally, like it's just an unsettled thing. Um, I don't have a peace about it, you know. Um, and so that's how... I, I can tell or I, I know, I don't know if it's discernment, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, I think, yeah. you know, and when you're more in tune with the yeah. Lord. And you have that relationship. Yes, exactly. Yes. Now, if you, you aren't in tune with the Lord, then you don't, yeah, everything like is just whatever. Voice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think just a, having a true peace about stuff, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense, uh -huh. I think it's um, just how to kind of engage, I guess. I'll say, if you've ever experienced what Meg's talking about of the, especially when it doesn't make sense, right. that true, just utter, overwhelming piece of this is what the Lord right. has promised me, don't worry about, like, yeah. oh, that will rock your yeah. world because it is unlike, yeah. and it doesn't make sense outside right. to describe that to somebody, you know. You just have but, to truly lean yeah. to him, like you said, with like run your desires by him. Mm -hmm. You have to really truly lean into him 
to know what the desires of both of your heart, kind of like you said, the yeah. relationship, like what is our desire supposed to be for this? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I didn't, I, I couldn't articulate it well. So this is like out of a book that I read, um, The Next Right Thing. And it just was talking about, you know, it's kind of like a waiting thing and you just asking yourself mm-hmm. the question and kind of going with what the next right thing is. And the whole premise is that you, you know, you're if you're aligned with Christ and his ideals, then the next right thing usually lines up with mm-hmm. his will. Um, and you have to learn to trust yourself. But anyway, it says, you know, even if you don't get what you want, knowing what you want can still be a great gift. So... Like, even just your knowing that your desire mm-hmm. is there, it's a great gift. And desire is not, or desire is only toxic when we demand that our desires be satisfied on our terms and in our time. Yes. Yeah. And so I think it's okay to kind of have these, like, wild desires. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we really mess up when we get to the point where we're, like, putting a timeline on them. Yeah. You know, um, and that it has to go in our terms, right. you know. Um, like, the guy has to look a certain yeah. way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we, you know, that's when it becomes toxic and that's when it becomes, or, you know, our body has to be a certain size or something like that, you know, um, in a certain time frame. Like, yeah. we got to be able to wear this dress oh, by this certain time frame. <laughs> that's when you, that's when you're, um, you become that toxic mm-hmm mess or you are become misaligned with the purpose that God has created you for because you're you're taking it into your own hands. And that's such a pride thing. Yeah. It's it more about you than Right. Him, I was gonna say, know? yeah, the hubris like my timing is better. My oh my gosh. Yes. yes. Yeah. How obnoxious to think that we have a better plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Lord you're messing this up. Right. Let me, tell, let like, me help what? you. Yeah. Look, you've given me the gifts. Let me use. <laughs> Turn me loose, yeah. Lord. <laughs> Turn me loose. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. And he's like, no, we're looking back in. Right back in. <laughs> we're laughing because it's true. Yes. <laughs> and because we've all experienced it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So you are not alone if you're feeling. And usually it's like, it. oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I see why. Yeah. I got it. You got My bad for doing it. <laughs> I'll try better next yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you're feeling convicted in this episode, join the club. Yes. Sweat never here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, anything else on the the concepts? Oh, I, I did put in this is something that um I was actually talking to um someone about earlier this week of have you made these desires that may be from God? Once again, good things. Kind of like what Meg said of like taking on good things that weren't hers to take on. Have you made these little G gods? Like, yes, the Lord has maybe marriage or a house or a certain job or whatever has placed this in your heart. And maybe that really is from him. But when you take it and turn that into the God and you praise that concept and not the creator who gave you that desire, that is sinful. And I'm talking to me. Yeah, and personally. that's what that's kind of what yeah, that was exactly. saying. Like yeah. they become toxic when yes. you make them these little G gods mm-hmm. and you put time frames and right. stipulations on right. them that And we like you know, to act like we haven't made them little G gods because the root of it is from the Lord. Right. right. Like we everything around us is from the Lord and look yeah. how toxic and sinful we've made that. Yeah. Like so that's something that I was 
convicted of a while back too. I've been convicted a lot. I think the most. I think too, like the desires. Um, what is it? Psalm thirty-seven four. That's like give us the desires of your heart. You know, whatever. I didn't memorize my scripture. But you know, I think that really kind of hit me hard a couple of years ago, and that does kind of play back into my word of the year. Is um, when we're trying to align our desires with God, it's not that He's given us these desires for like physical things, you know, like goals or or checkoffs of lists, you know, things like that. His desire is is to create or to bring us um, more into Him, like to align us with Himself. Um, and his, like, and that kingdom perspective and things like that. And it does begin to change the posture of our heart. Yes. Um, and, and that verse in particular has kind of come back around uh, throughout my word of the year. You know, this, mm-hmm. like, um, to change my attitude and to change how I approach, you know, the world and, and how I've how I'm interacting with the world and things like that. But, um, you know, desires are not always, like, these physical, you know what I'm saying? Like, these physical, like, check-off things either. Like, sometimes it's just the desire for more God, the Mm -hmm. desire for more joy, the desire for more, you know, like, I don't know. I didn't explain that well. Well, and being open to where that's coming from. Right. Your expectation of that. Because I'm real bad about having a real good plan in my head of how everything's going to work out. Like, like Christy said, what the man's going to look like, who you're going to, you know, or how you're going to get that job, how you're going to fulfill this mission the Lord gave you. And I ignore everything else that isn't that. And 99.999% of the time, the Lord's plan is everything I'm ignoring. It doesn't look because He's creative and I'm not. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. Okay, the last little, and this will be kind of our wrap up, and we'll we'll give you a few verses, but um, just when you know, and this is something I've always struggled with. When you feel like, and let me ask y'all, if y'all have this? Do you ever feel like you can tell change is coming? Like your season's coming, like this season's coming to, it may be changing a job, like Brittany said. It may be, like, I remember, you know, distinctly in college being like, okay, I can tell this friend group, it, I have outgrown this. This is coming to an end. This is not healthy space anymore. Like, you can feel changes coming, and I'm such the personality that when I realize that, I just want the change. And sometimes it may be a six-month lead-up to whatever, you know? Um, do y'all ever feel like that? You can feel, and Shirley from, uh, Aaron Green Gables used to call it a bend in the road. You could tell that the road was about to, to turn. The older I've gotten, I have, and I accept it more, but yeah. I'm not a change loving gal, mm-hmm. um, at that all. nine should be up to <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I like everything to stay like it's supposed to. Um, so like the older I've gotten in with many things changing, um, in my experience, it's gotten easier and mm-hmm. it's helpful to see that it's coming yes. versus being blindsided. Yes, and I, I think being that. blindsided is mostly because 
with me and my nine self. I like everything to stay the same. I want it to, this way. Mm-hmm. So I don't, ex- or when I was younger, I didn't expect things to change because I didn't want it to change. Right. But now the older I've gotten, you you can kind of see, okay, some some things are about to yeah. change. Kind of like Mary Poppins when the wind changes. Like, yes. Something's exactly. going to happen. Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm prepared. I'm aware. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that just comes with experience. Yeah. yeah. And age. You know, this, here I am with my Enneagram, <laughs> but um, the Enneagram also, like all the different personality types, they are kind of tied to a time orientation, so mm-hmm. some Enneagram types tend to focus more on the present, some focus more on the past, and some mm-hmm. focus more on the future, and so the five in particular focuses more on the past, mm-hmm. and the reason I'm saying that is, like, I know for a fact this is not an area that I am doing the wait well in mm-hmm. type thing um, because if I was waiting well I would be looking and expecting that change because the older we get the more we know that that's happening um, and so a lot of times I am a little bit more blindsided and then when I get there I'm like of course I have like all of these you know <laughs> leading up to it or whatever um, but I think it is important that, you know, we take inventory and kind of check with ourselves, like, do we tend to focus only on the pe- present, only on the past, or or we are those people that are, like, super focused on the future and what can happen and, you know, things like that, um, to help us to wait well and to see that, because there's a lot of beauty in being able to see the bend in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does allow you this little space to kind of prepare your heart mm-hmm. and to align yourself where you need to be for going into that season. Um, and I think it can help you transition more beautifully. Mm-hmm. It can help the waiting period be more fruitful for you and things like that. But I personally have a tendency to miss that um, sometimes. I am getting a little bit better at that the older I get just because I know it. But um, that was one of the things when I learned about the Enneagram that was like very convicting to me that like I do tend to stay in the past um, a lot more and it's not always it does not make this type of thing easy and I was going to say on the opposite side twos are more future oriented and so I sometimes am always looking to the next the next best the next thing that's going to happen um, and preparing for that, that kind of sometimes miss the here and now, which is why waiting was so hard because I want the next thing, especially if I knew it was coming. Like for me, it's almost easier to wait for something you're not certain of than to wait for something you know is coming. Yeah. Um, because I want it, I want it now. Like, yeah. you know, um, yeah, I think that's a good, the way we focus on time is a good, yeah, yeah. the way. The way you wait, I've never thought about it that way with, with that. Um, just a couple of verses that you can maybe, you know, lay on your heart if you're really struggling in this area. Um, Isaiah 60, 22, which we talked about in our um, favorite verses. I talked about, you know, when the time is right, I, the Lord will make it happen. That is such a, um, like, just great reminder for me. Like, the Lord will make it happen. Not... The Lord forgot. The Lord will remember. The like, no, He is is His plan. He is involved. When it is ready, it will it will happen. It's not going to delay. Which is Habakkuk two three says something similar of if it seems slow, and I love that it's worded that way. Like, I realize your human mind it seems slow. It seems like this is taking forever, but 
it's not. It, it says it won't delay. Like, it's not going to be late. Um, the Princess Diaries, the Queen is never um, never late. Everybody else is just early. Um, Isaiah 40, 31, we know, you know, if you wait on the Lord, um, he will renew your strength, which is something that um, I think a lot of us, especially we get need to have that reminder and then um, of course Micah 7 7 which is my verse of the year just waiting expectantly and we'll put all those in the um, newsletter and I'll, I'll throw them up on Instagram too um, so yeah anything else on waiting I have one little this is also from the podcast that I had heard but this is uh, um, just pretty cool and kind of gave me a little bit of hope Supposedly, the three best decades of our ministry are typically our 60s, our 70s, and then our 50s. Um, and I just thought that that was really cool huh. to kind of tie into the waiting and, like, waiting well. That, yeah. you know, how we, and I think it's really cool that we've kind of jumped on board with this particular mm-hmm. thing and having these conversations and stretching ourselves a little bit, um, even in, like, the preparations for all of this, even if we don't feel like we're, like, super prepared now, we are becoming more prepared in our 30s than a lot of, 30s and 40, mm-hmm. <laughs> than a lot of people, but that a lot of people are having the opportunity to do right now, yeah. um, and I think my mom even told me this, she, she just said, you know, um, y'all have a unique ability because you're not in a spot that we were in our 30s you know I know Brittany has kids but like she is you do have a little bit more time and ability to um grow and feed yourself you know than just people did you know like our parents did at that time or whatever and so I think that we're being good stewards of our waiting period um, and I think that it's also brings a lot of hope to say, you know, when we hit that retirement, that's really yeah. when when our ministry may be right. the best um, time. So 60s, 70s, then 50s. Interesting. That is. Well, I'm the closest. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is something to... Yeah. Prepare for it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool excited. little yeah. tidbit that I yeah. heard. That is cool. So is yes. Cool. All right. So get you some boiled peanuts. Yes. They Sit are down delicious. with a good book and mm-hmm. and Bible or time with God and yeah. just give yourself um, time to wait. Yeah. And prepare. Yeah. And prepare. Find joy in the waiting. Yeah. Get you a napkin too, that we yeah. yeah, they so nice. She's <laughs> paper towels, like, like a right. roll. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.